Hello, you're listening to the Mr. Money Jar podcast. Mr. Money Jar here. This episode is taken from an Instagram live and has been uploaded in its entirety. This means that some of what you hear may seem odd in an audio format. For example, there might be references to questions that appeared during the live, plus some audience interaction, and very rarely some swearing or audio mishaps. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Hey, Laura. Hi. Yeah, that. That's okay. It was so hard to tell if it was you or me. And I think yeah. I'm just like going, oh, I don't know. And everyone's <laughs> like, no, Laura, we can hear you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it was me this time. But you're about to share um, your money story or yeah. story. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've got three brothers and sisters. Um, and we, you know, we didn't have heaps of money. And especially when my younger brother came along, you know, we stopped going abroad you know have you have more kids it gets more expensive mm-hmm. um but my parents were very so especially my dad he was self-employed and my mum always used to say he shouldn't be self-employed because he's not very good at business um <laughs> and what that resulted in he was, he was really really tight with his money and you'd hear things all the time like um money doesn't grow on trees you know like real classic um sort of stunting phrases about there being a scarcity mindset around money mm-hmm. very much like and you know they both work my both my parents did work really hard so i had a i had this story that if you work hard it's not enough and that working hard doesn't always mean that you're going to have money and that money is just hard it's just hard to have it's hard to earn it's hard to keep hold of and so I think that's why when I turned 16 and got my first job I was like I held on to it so tight because I thought I'm not doing what my parents did I, I want to keep hold of this money mm-hmm. so a lot lot of mine was around I, I had to change from yeah that scarcity mindset to having an abundant mindset, abundant and mindset. yeah um so that's kind of yeah what mine was I've done a lot of like things to kind of backtrack and rectify it um but I think when you when you're aware of it you just have to dig into it and I don't know how you sort of found out what yours was whether you did like a course or whether you journaled or something happened I um I keep a journal so I journal every day um I am also I read a website called psychology today Mm. And they have some good kind of, it's kind of like self-therapy. They have good articles on like why you think the way you think, why you behave the way you behave. There's actually a very good article on psychology today about self-sabotage. They have a self-sabotage quiz and it asks you questions about things that you do and things that you believe that subconsciously trip you up. So I'd recommend that to people if they want to check that out. Yeah, that sounds Um, really interesting. And then you just sort of, go well yeah like this is the childhood experience I had but this doesn't have to be my life going forward like your childhood is a very small proportion of your of your life yeah Um, I read something interestingly actually um so it's psycho like psychology uh what's the word like you know I mean a thing a thing but it's quite common it's called Pavlov's dog where Mm -hmm. you have this stimulus and response and the book i've just read which is the seven habits of highly effective people 
yeah, amazing book and it talks about the um the space in between the stimulus and your response is where the growth happens and because things like money stories because they're so embedded in your subconscious you don't realize that you're having a certain response to certain things yeah. so in, but by becoming aware of it you can make that space bigger bigger and then start to make that change and it's not like the second you realize it changes or the second you know it will take time and it'll repeat itself but i think the second you uncover it is like no going back like yeah. you know and even like my my bro i've got like i said i've got three brothers and sisters even though we have the same parents we all view money very differently so right. it proves that it's not like a direct this is what you inherit it's just like you say you internalize it and then manifest in your own way yeah, this is cool. We've got some Seven Habits fans in the chat. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of talked about the mind level, but there's other levels to mindset too. Something that you talk about a lot in your content is affirmations. So mm. these are the things that we say out loud. Could you talk a bit about the thing, how the things that we say affect our relationship with money? Yeah, so I guess I'm a major fan of affirmations, maybe because it, I've got like, I've had it clearly work for me as well. So I feel like I've got hard evidence for myself that it works, which is why I'm so passionate about getting other people to do them, especially when it comes to money. So for anybody who doesn't know, an affirmation is basically just like a sentence that you say, give me a sentence, it could even be, you know, a whole paragraph if you want, but you repeat them over to yourself, you can write them out, you can say them in your head. You can say them to yourself in the mirror. You can do, you know, you can write them on post-it notes everywhere. It feels a bit, it feels a bit weird in the beginning. You're just like, I am great. Yeah. I am I successful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and like, it can feel weird if you start saying things that you don't believe. And the, that's where the funny balance is because people mm -hmm. will be like, Bob, I don't believe that. And don't you have to believe it, you know, on the inside to, and there's steps you can do. You can start with like, level one affirmations where they're a bit more basic and then you build them up as you gain more confidence or you can just like go straight in yeah. um either way but the thing is is because money is such a taboo topic people have always done like affirmations like i am great i am amazing i am strong things like that they are, i think a bit more common but when you then think about it in terms of money like i am uh, worthy of receiving money I attract mm -hmm. wealth to me mm -hmm. it can feel really greedy it yeah. can feel a bit like oh you know sh oh what are people going to think about me or what do I think about myself saying yeah. this so there's that element of like needing to get rid of the tabooness around um money and then bringing the affirmations in so when it comes to affirmations you're basically tricking your brain into manifesting something that you are worthy of. So your brain, you have subconscious beliefs. And obviously the things that you think are turn into your language and your language yeah. turns into your actions. So yeah. you can't just change an action if like what's going on up here hasn't changed because yeah. nothing's going to align. So you kind of take it right back, create some affirmations that, you feel comfortable with that will help you either manifest more money be comfortable with money but even really specific to like helping you get out of debt or manifesting a certain amount or just you know being comfortable at budgeting or whatever it is 
by saying it constantly, you're basically tricking your brain into believing it. And then yeah. when it happens, it's like a self-affirming thing. Um, yeah, and we've seen, um, well, firstly, just want to shout out Leo, um, posted by Leo in the chat. She, she's been giving us some affirmations and we've been talking. But um, yeah, like I remember reading once that if you're feeling sad, a remedy for feeling sad is actually to sit and look in the mirror and to smile and the physical action of smiling at yourself in the mirror, even though you're not happy, will make you happy if you do it long enough. Because yeah. your brain is very suggestible. Your brain is very suggestible to the things you say and to environments. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept of a reference group. Um, these are... Like so, the people who are around you. Yeah, yeah. So there's the famous saying of you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with you'll be, you know, you'll tend to be interested in the same thing, speak the same way, but they've even found that the people you most closely associate with can have an impact on things like salary as well. And I think it's, it's so true. I was talking to my girlfriend about this over the weekend, how if you work in a certain industry or if you work with people who earn a certain amount, you begin to normalize, say, a £50,000 salary because that's just normal in your company. Yeah. If you've never, ever earned that amount of money before, you you may see that as out of reach. You may judge people who earn that much money. So yeah, the suggestibility of the mind is, is is there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of like when it comes to reference groups and seeing other people doing it. That's why it's great to have people who are a step above you, who you aspire to, because you can kind of go well if they're doing it. And that is the one good thing about social media. I know obviously you have the comparison game, but if you can find a community of people who are doing something you're interested in or whatever it is, and you can start to match their energy and be very much like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And it bring you up. And I think the thing about, um, without realizing is you know, if you flip it on its head, sometimes people have negative affirmations that they don't realize they're saying. So for example, being with your friends and going, oh, like, oh, I, I suck at budgeting. I suck at money. I just suck with money. I'm not good, I'm not good with money. Yeah. I'm not good with money. I, I, I don't save because I just can't. And even yeah. some people were just joking and some people are serious. It doesn't matter. It has the same impact. And what that then does is because you're saying it, your your actions and your you know how you act in life will find things to uh, what's the word affirm your narrative of you saying that and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because mm -hmm. so then when it does happen and you are bad with money you go oh, i knew it so then you carry on saying it it's kind of like just a downward spiral yeah but it works the same way as going up yeah. The more that you can start to say, I am good at budgeting, I am, or whatever your affirmation is, little things will start to happen with your actions and your words that will spiral you up. So yeah. It has a major impact both ways. And you'll begin to attract the people and things into your life that will get you to where you want to go to as well. Um, yeah. Just coming back to like the earnings thing, if you, if you believe that you are worthy of receiving a certain amount of money, then maybe you will go for that job or you will go for that promotion that the other yeah. person would have because you just think it's possible. I think these things run really, really deep and are just so foundational to how we, um, how we behave. So like, what tips would you have um, for someone who may be 
you know, carrying a lot of debt or maybe wants to increase their income, what practical steps can we recommend to get them to start having a positive mindset towards money? So I, I kind of, I like to use the analogy of saying that all the practical things like a debt management plan, a budgeting spreadsheet, all of those things, an investment plan, a retirement pot, they are the practical elements, the tools that you need. And they're all really important. And they're like all the rooms of a house, you know, each one has a different thing. But your money mm-hmm. mindset is the foundation. And if you build that house on a pile of mud, it's going to fall down. It doesn't matter what nice things you have inside it. The key thing is to recognize it first. So practical step one, I would say, is there are things that you can do to recognize, A, your money story, and also your self-limiting beliefs around money. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think journaling is one of the best ways by using prompts like questions and just waking up first thing in the morning and doing it or just before bed. Um and just seeing what comes out, there is no right or wrong way to do it. You have a question and you just you just write. You sometimes you will surprise yourself. Yeah. Some of the stuff that comes out and you'll be like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So the key thing first, practical step is to acknowledge it and start doing some journaling so that you can figure out where your mindset currently is at. If you don't mind me saying, um, I, um, I I use a digital journal. It's called mm-hmm. Journey. Um, I think you can get it on the Android, um, on on Google Play Store and on the App Store. But what's cool about it is that because it's digital, one year after you do a journal entry, it will actually send you a reminder of it. So you can see where you were at that time last year. And it's amazing how much growth you can see. I'm getting some days like journal entries from as far back as 2017 because that's when I started doing it. And you can really see yourself growing over time. But sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. No, that's You're okay. I, steps. Yeah, I mean, I, personally for me, I'm a handwritten person. Okay. Um, I think for me, that's because I spend a lot of time on my phone doing a lot of work. So I like mm-hmm. to get off of it. And I really like the action of writing. But I've been doing it since I was about, I've done it probably pretty much every day since I was about 18. So I've wow. got books and books and books. So sometimes I like to just go through and like have a nosy and be like, oh, and it is crazy. You look back and you're like, wow, I didn't realize I felt like that. And um, so yeah, one practical tip is, uh, tip is start journaling and uncovering. And then start, depending on how comfortable you feel, where you feel you're at. So it, for example, if you're in debt at the moment, know that no situation is undoable and find affirmations. If you're not sure of any, you can Google some. I've got a couple on my Instagram page and um, there's so many blogs. I've got a blog on it too. And find one you think sits well with you, but something that feels achievable. So it doesn't have to be, I am no longer in debt and I am a millionaire. Like it can just be something like, I am learning to be better with money. You know, like yeah. something little. Um, yeah. Because otherwise you're going to be just sat there like, oh, I, I, and you'll resent it and it just won't work. So try and find one or two affirmations that suit your current position. Um, And that's because that's something I've, I I change them up. I have like one maybe for a month or two, if I'm trying to affirm something specific, if it's Mm -hmm. just general getting better or, you know, like trying to up my money game, I'll have a more generic one that will last for a bit longer. And again, there's no right or wrong. You don't even have to tell anybody. Um, So that's definitely something you can do like pretty much straight away. Related to journaling actually is, do you use a vision board? Yes. Yeah. Tell us about your vision board. 
so I started vision boarding when I came back from Australia so about two and a bit years ago I used to have a little one it was like something like this little big just a couple of pictures and then when I and then when I moved into this flat and I just had this big space in my wall and I'm not kidding you my vision board is probably like it's huge um, it's massive but right in the middle so when I moved in to my flat I decided that by the end of this year so December 2020 I wanted to save 20,000 pounds so mm-hmm. I just printed out 20,000 pounds and I stuck it in the middle and I look at it every single day um, and I actually reached it in May so I, I That's hit incredible. It already. yeah um, and it was one of those like 20,000 by December would have been not a push but like that was me going oh, I know I'm gonna work hard so by seeing it and I've got a couple of money affirmations like money flows easily to me a couple of other things around it yeah I've, it, it's just changed my attitude to money it changes it every day because you wake up it's kind of like waking up first thing and drinking a glass of water and do it you know doing a couple of jumping jacks you're then mm-hmm. going to be more likely to do some exercise you know all those mm-hmm. kind of things you see it and you go oh okay yeah no I am you know I can do this or whatever yours is that's um, so good. Um, yeah. Your story reminds me of Jim Carrey's. Um, I don't know if you okay. heard his story. He wrote himself a check for ten million pounds when he first started his uh, ten million dollars. Sorry, when he first started his acting career for um, acting services rendered. Wow. And I think it was the day he released the first Dumb and Dumber film. He made that much money, and like he had this tattered check in his wallet with him all those years, and yet. But because he framed success around this just inordinate sum of money, it was like a stretch goal, and he just had to do really crazy, ridiculous things to get to that that level. Wow. I think it's wicked that you did the same thing with your savings. Incredible. Thank you. I actually had a really interesting thing happen to me last week. So, long story short, I need. I really want to buy. I want to buy a MacBook, and I want to buy a new phone. Hmm. And I worked out. And I could afford it because I could take I could take out of my savings, but I just don't want to. Um, yeah. And I worked out all the specs that I wanted, exactly what what I wanted. And I was like, okay, it came to about three grand. And I was like, well, I just need to find that money. I'm, I need to find that money. Kind of like no two ways about it. And I thought about it every day and I journaled it. Like I had affirmations around it. And then literally a few days ago, I had a job that I was working on. I gave a proposal with a couple of package options and the last the most expensive one was me like being a bit cheeky like going, oh you never know and they came back and it was exactly three grand that was really i was just write like, your own story i was like hello <laughs> so like it just proves the power of you know like you say like your mindset and what you can do when you have strong beliefs towards your money and towards the way you view money and how what you think you're worth and all of those things and I think it's I think it's something that people really ignore sometimes because you Mm -hmm. don't they don't really realize how important it is um so I think the more people can kind of start to put those practical steps and the other thing I always like to say to people as well that helps is knowing that your net worth is not your self-worth so if you are in debt don't let your mind tell you that you are a bad person because you have debt or on the flip side that you're a better person because you have more money. You know, it's finding a way to like emotionally detach from money. I said about, you might have seen it in my story the other day about like detaching yourself emotionally from money and you'll have a much better relationship with it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because yeah. money is just a tool at the end of the day. Um, all of the emotional stuff comes from what we project onto it. That's why um, I, I posted last week about the gender pay gap and I disclosed yeah. the salary in that post um, just to kind of be like, it is just the salary at the end of the day. It's not, doesn't kind of denote your worth as a person and yeah. doesn't kind of have any say on the amount of value that you're able to offer the, the world. And you can yeah. change things about your story as you've demonstrated if you want to. Yeah. Um, and I actually, just quickly, I, yeah, yeah. I, read, I read a fact, a, stat, a statistic the other day. I love a statistic. And it said 84% of 18 to 34-year-olds have lied about, um, that, about money. So to their friends, like their salaries or how much debt they might be in. So all of those types of things. And I just, it's such a high number. And it's like that just further reinforces people not being able to have a good mindset because they're scared to talk about it out loud i just thought that was really interesting yeah yeah um i think you're a very inspirational person um Laura. um we're into the bit of the show where i ask the um, rapid fire questions and normally my first is what's the biggest money mistake you've ever made but i'm going to stop asking that question of people and i'm actually going to ask you what your biggest money achievement has ever been I mean, I think it would be now to date, it would definitely be hitting the £20,000 in May because that I then did that within 18 months, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, and that, like, it just feels like a really big achievement for the fact that I'd, like, had it on my vision board for so long and it's such a... It is, it is a decent sum of money to have in cash, um yeah so i would definitely say saving that i think awesome and what's the best piece of money advice you've ever received if we're talking practical piece of advice yeah that i feel has helped me just the most it is about it's, it sounds simple but it's it's the key one paying yourself first yeah. Because that is not only practical, but it changes your entire mindset towards saving and saving versus spending. Because A, I kind of turned it into this like I'm not it's not saving versus spending, I'm spending on my future self. Yeah. But also you prioritize what you actually really want and it stops you from just trying to keep up with the joneses because you're like actually i'm prioritizing what i want i'm paying myself first i come first and then i'm going to work with what i've got after because no matter how much money any of us end up making or earning you will only stay out of debt by living within your means no matter what number that is yeah and when it, when you start paying yourself first you get into like this amazing habit and comfort of feeling like you are in control because you're going, I get to pick where my money goes. Yeah. So that is like, yeah, that is the, for me, the, one of the best pieces I learned. There was a tremendous amount of momentum you can experience when you start to pay yourself first. And it's really not about how much you pay yourself. It's actually just about starting. And the key thing I say to people is this, you know, if you work in a job and you get paid, you're not paid your gross salary. You're paid your gross minus income tax minus NI minus your pension contributions and maybe even a student loan. So you're already used to 
allocating a percentage of your money elsewhere before it hits your bank account. So why not tax yourself? Yeah. Why not add yourself to your pay slip and just put the money somewhere and just let it accumulate interest or invest it or whatever? It will completely change your life. Yeah. Um, Next question. If you were to win the lottery, let's say you were to win 10 million pounds, how would you spend it? Okay. How would I spend it? So first of all, I would do a bit of traveling because I was due to go traveling soon. And obviously coronavirus, obviously let's pretend this is in a non-coronavirus world. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I probably can't travel if not. Um, I would give some to my family for sure. And then I would invest some because mm-hmm. how could I not? And I would set up a charity, I think. Um, and then and I'd buy myself a house. I mean, this money is going really far. I'm very savvy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I would do. No, that, that's cool. Um, I think property and family comes up a lot when I ask that question. Yeah. And uh, the last uh, rapid fire question is, what are your long-term money goals? My long-term money goals are, so I obviously had a pot for traveling and that's now sat there. So I need to give it a new place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess long time, I really want to set up my own business like properly and go full time doing like money coaching and doing personal finance stuff. Um, ironically, buying a house isn't really on the list. It will okay. be like really far in advance, like further down the line. But you know what it's like living in London. Like it's not top of you know I won't live in zone one for very long mm-hmm. uh, or if I'm not renting um so yeah it's kind of like saving to set up a business um and go go traveling hopefully um, and obviously like investing so that I can retire earlier than what the retirement age is for sure of course yeah and we haven't even gotten into it today but Laura does a lot of content around investing as well Maybe we'll have to do another episode of this so we can just focus yeah. on that. That's a really important piece as well. Yeah, and um, I think one of the things about that is, like, I've noticed, like, amazing engagement and people wanting to talk about it. And I love that because I'm learning. I mean, I've learned a lot, but I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And I love learning, what, like, sharing what I learn with other people and making people realise that it's so attainable for so many people. And that's so exciting. Yeah can be very simple to invest it doesn't require yeah. a lot of money to get started and um opening an uh, an account with an investment platform is very similar to opening a bank account yeah you pay yourself yeah. first you put it in your budget yeah um so that brings us to almost the end of the um episode do you have any closing remarks for people just around money mindset um, I think I kind of gave my, my I think I, was, I, sh- I should have left it to the end about your, your self-worth, your net worth not being your self-worth. Um, but when it comes to money, there is a mindset shift that has to happen within you. If you're in one place and you feel like you're stuck in a cycle, whether that's debt, spending, not saving as much as you like, or whatever it is that feels like a negative thing, start with what's going on up here first, because it, that will flow through everything else. So start with some journaling, take it back, strip it back. And because it's just of your brain, you don't have to tell people if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you feel like you're stuck, the best place to start is with what's going up in your mind. And, and it can be changed really easily. Just know that the beliefs that you have now 
they they do not define you and they can change beliefs aren't set in stone beliefs change all the time so you can change them for the better thinking that you can't change your belief is a limiting belief in itself yeah it's a bit of a paradox so that's what I would say. Love it. Could not have worded it better myself, Laura. Where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram. And my name is at Laura underscore Anne underscore more. And it's the same for my website as well. But that's all linked in my Instagram, which is where I do most of my stuff. Wicked. Thank you so much You're for welcome. this Thank conversation. You Just looking at the comments, I think um, you've been a ray of sunshine to people. Super positive. Super inspirational. Um, Thank you. Yes, it's been a great chat. And to everyone at home, thank you for tuning in and listening to us. We'll yeah, be back here at the same time that. next week. And uh, see you in the next one. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.